0: There are many ways to know there is a God. One way to know that He exists is to count the ways God works in our lives. Hello, I'm Phil Sanders and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Today we're exploring what God has done for us. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us In Search of the Lord's Way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the scriptures for God's will. God gave us His Word to teach us, to reprove us, to correct us, and to train us in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, equipped for every good work. We all need and we want that training so that we may live with God eternally. Thanks for taking time with us today. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to be a part of your life each week. Fifteen years ago, I moved back to Oklahoma so that I could work with Mac Lyon and in search of the Lord's Way. The last 15 years have been the most productive and the most exciting years of my life. I've seen God answer prayers and open a wide door for us to preach nationwide and in many other countries. I'm blessed to work with some great people who allow me to study and produce programs. I'm also blessed with opportunities to preach the gospel and to train young preachers. Today I'm talking about what God has done for us and how He's done more than we could ask or think. We don't serve a dead God, nor do we serve a hidden or silent God who has nothing to do with us. We serve a God who cares for us and wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes, we can know the truth. Jesus promised in John 8, 31-32, that if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, this is an important study on what God has done, and we offer it free. If you'd like a printed copy, and you live in the United States, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have free materials on our website at searchtv.org. And you can also see us on YouTube. We'll now worship in song, read from Acts 2, 22-24, and explore the wonderful things God has done for us. Our reading today comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 24, and Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost and helping us to understand what God has done through Jesus Christ. Men of Israel, listen to these words, Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Oh, we have a great Savior, Jesus Christ, and death could not hold him in its power. Let's pray together. Father, we are thankful for the great gift of Jesus Christ who allowed us to be able to be what you would have us to be. And Father, we pray that our love for you will grow more and more knowing all the things you have done for us. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. How do we know God exists and is working in our lives? Well, first, God made you and gave you life. Yes, you're created in His image and in His likeness. God said in Genesis 1, 26 to 27, Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in His own image, and in the image of God He created him. Male and female, He created them. Genesis 2 and verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of the dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, or a living soul. Hebrews 12 and verse 9 says that we should respect God as the Father of spirits. Yes, He gave us our bodies, but He also gave us our spirits. Paul described the God that we served to the Athenians in Acts 17, 24-29. He said, The God who made the world and all things in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is He served by human hands, as though He needed anything, since He Himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. And He made from one man every nation of mankind, TO INHABIT ALL THE FACE OF THE EARTH, HAVING DETERMINED THEIR APPOINTED TIMES AND THE BOUNDARIES OF THEIR HABITATION, THAT THEY WOULD SEEK GOD, IF PERHAPS THEY MIGHT GROPE FOR HIM AND FIND HIM, THOUGH HE'S NOT FAR FROM EACH ONE OF US. FOR IN HIM WE LIVE AND MOVE AND HAVE OUR VERY BEING OR EXIST, AS EVEN SOME OF YOUR OWN POETS HAVE SAID, FOR WE ALSO ARE HIS OFFSPRING. AND BEING THEN THE OFFSPRING OF GOD, WE OUGHT NOT TO SUPPOSE THAT THE DIVINE NATURE is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the craft and thought of of mankind. Someone says, well, Phil, isn't this circular reasoning? We know there's a God because the Bible says so. Well, I understand that, but let's look at humanity. Humans are intricately made. Every cell in our body has a unique DNA molecule that contains an enormous amount of information that determines every aspect of our makeup and proves that we are designed. Humans are intelligent thinking beings unlike any other being on earth. Humans have a spirit and a conscience that continually assesses our morals. To suggest humans evolved from non-living matter and developed into highly intricate, intelligent beings (laughs) demands assuming what has never been proved. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than to believe that we're created. Why, even Charles Darwin, as he concluded the origin of species, realized there was a Creator. Second, God gave His Son Jesus for your sins. John three sixteen to 17 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish or should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. Yes, God sent His Son to save us from sin. 1 Peter 3 and verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, THE RIGHTEOUS FOR THE UNRIGHTEOUS, SO THAT HE MIGHT BRING YOU TO GOD, HAVING BEEN PUT TO DEATH IN THE FLESH, BUT MADE ALIVE IN THE SPIRIT. THE SINS THAT GOD FORGIVES ARE FULLY FORGIVEN, THOUGH THEY MAY BE BEYOND COUNTING. DAVID WROTE IN PSALM 103, 11-12, FOR AS HIGH AS THE HEAVENS ARE ABOVE THE EARTH, SO GREAT IS HIS loving kindness TOWARDS THOSE WHO FEAR HIM. AS FAR AS THE EAST IS FROM THE WEST, SO FAR HAS HE REMOVED OUR TRANSGRESSIONS FROM US. I'M SO GRATEFUL THE LORD JESUS WAS WILLING TO DIE IN MY PLACE SO THAT MY SINS COULD BE FORGIVEN. THIRD, GOD RAISED UP THE LORD JESUS TO BE THE CHRIST, TO BE THE MESSIAH AND LORD. PETER SAID ON PENTECOST TO THE JEWS IN JERUSALEM, AS WE'VE READ IN ACTS 2, to 24 MEN OF ISRAEL, Listen to these words, Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst just as you yourselves know. This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of lawless men and put him to a death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for Him to be held in its power. Later in the same sermon, Peter announced in verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made Him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. I tell you, we have a Lord and Savior because of what God has done by giving us Jesus Christ. Fourth, God makes us His children. John 1 verses 11 to 12 says, But as many as received Him, that is, took in what He said is true, to them He gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Yes, we must believe in Him, but biblical faith always acts. In Galatians 3, verses 26 and 7, the Bible says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. When believers are baptized, they become children of God, clothed with Christ. We're no longer strangers to God, but we're His sons and daughters. Who can measure all the blessings, joy, and love that our God has bestowed upon us? See how great a love the Father has given to us that we would be called the children of God, and we are. 1 John 3 and verse 1. Fifth, God provides for His people. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 31 to 34, Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. God is with us, and He knows our needs even before we ask Him. We can trust Him to meet our needs. Sometimes Christians wonder how they can afford to do God's will. Well, I love the promise of 2 Corinthians 9, verses 8 to 10, which helps us to turn from looking at ourselves to looking at what God can do. The passage says this, "...and God is able to make every grace abound to you, so that in everything, at every time, having every sufficiency..." YOU MAY HAVE AN ABUNDANCE FOR EVERY GOOD DEED. AS IT IS WRITTEN, HE SCATTERED ABROAD. HE GAVE TO THE NEEDY. HIS RIGHTEOUSNESS STANDS FOREVER. NOW HE WHO SUPPLIES SEED TO THE SOWER AND BREAD FOR FOOD WILL SUPPLY AND MULTIPLY YOUR SEED AND INCREASE THE HARVEST OF YOUR RIGHTEOUSNESS. SIXTH, GOD ANSWERS OUR PRAYERS. The Lord Jesus promises God's children in Matthew 7, 7 to 11, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, who when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he won't give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask Him? We must trust God to do what is best for us, answering our prayers. Proverbs 3, 5-6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. We often think we know what's best, but we must trust God. Psalms 37, 4-5 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. When we set our hearts upon doing what is right, God will indeed help us. Ephesians 3, 20-21 reminds us of God's ability. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or understand, that is, think, and it's done according to the power that works within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Seventh, God blesses the faithful person who overcomes temptation and the challenges of this world. He who overcomes will eat of the tree of life, never be hurt by the second death, will enjoy the hidden manna and receive a white stone, will receive authority and receive the morning star, will be clothed in white garments, and will have His name in the book of life, will have His name confessed before the Father and His angels, Will become a pillar in the sanctuary of God and never leave. Will have God's and Christ's name and God's city written on Him and will sit down with Christ on His throne. This is all from Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, 11, 17, and 26 to 28, and chapter 3, verse 5, 12, and 21. Yes, God will bless those who overcome. And then, eighth, God is at work in our lives. Paul told the Philippian church in Philippians 2, 12 to 13, So then, my beloved, just as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure." When God's people work out their salvation with fear and trembling, God is working in them to will and to do His good pleasure. Yes, God works with us and in us. Then you have ninth, God raised Jesus from the dead. Acts 2 and verse 24 says, But God raised Him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for Him to be held in His power. The New Testament speaks of the resurrection of Jesus Christ 120 times. Romans 1 and verse 4 reminds us that God declared with power that Jesus was the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead. Jesus was raised and is now sitting at the right hand of God far above all rule and power. And so 10th, And that is that God will raise us up and give us a home in heaven. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 14 simply says, Now God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us up through His power. Yes, we will be raised up. The Lord Jesus said in John 5, 28-29, Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. Now no one will doubt God or His word on the day of judgment. The Lord Jesus promised in John 14one to 3, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. IN MY FATHER'S HOUSE ARE MANY DWELLING PLACES, AND IF IT WERE NOT SO, I WOULD HAVE TOLD YOU, FOR I GO TO PREPARE A PLACE FOR YOU. AND IF I GO AND PREPARE A PLACE FOR YOU, I WILL COME AGAIN AND RECEIVE YOU TO MYSELF. THAT'S THE PROMISE OF JESUS, THAT WHERE I AM, JESUS SAYS, THERE YOU MAY BE ALSO. FAITHFUL CHRISTIANS HAVE THE PROMISE OF ETERNAL LIFE IN HEAVEN WITH THE LORD JESUS. LET ME ASK YOU A QUESTION. Do you belong to the Lord Jesus? Have you followed Him? Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we are so grateful for all that you have done for us, for the joy of our salvation, for the mercy and grace. Father, we're thankful that you hear our prayers and that you've given us your word to instruct us and protect us and to guide us. And, Father, we pray that our love will grow for you from this day forward, and that our love for others may be increased. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Prayed in Ephesians 3:14 to 19. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that He would give you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being firmly rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Oh, I pray this too. I want Christ to dwell in your heart by faith, so that you will comprehend with all the saints the great love of Christ. I want God to be in your heart and life, and God wants to be part of your life and to help you, but you must let Him into your life. You can't ignore or dismiss God or His Word and expect to know Him and His love for you. You can't ignore the Lord's church made up of the Lord's family and expect to draw close to God. Jesus purchased the church with His blood, Acts 20 and verse 28. Please make a firm commitment to the Father in heaven and the Lord Jesus. Believe Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Turn from your sins and live for righteousness. Confess the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God and be baptized into Christ, immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins. Now baptism is for those who are old enough to believe and need to repent. Won't you turn to the Lord today in faith and love? We pray today's study about what God has done has helped you to see God's concern for you. If you live in the United States and want a free printed copy of this message, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083 or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org or you can call the search office toll free at 1-800-321-8633. There's also a schedule of our programs and a map with the location of churches in your area at searchtv.org. Search appears on YouTube. And so subscribe to our channel, Search TV Ministry, and be sure to like the programs. This helps us spread the program. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Now don't worry, we're not asking for money. We're here to help you draw close to God. We do ask that you focus your heart on God By worshiping at church, everybody needs a church family, and there's probably a church of Christ near you. And if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. We'll be back next week, Lord willing. So we ask that you keep searching God's Word with us. Look into the Bible. Find out what God says about everything. And then tell a friend about this program. Let them know that you're watching and that you benefit from it. As always we say God bless you and we love you from all of us and in search of the Lord's way.